Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Devils and the Edmonton Oilers tonight at The Rock. And on the call with Steve Levy on ESPN Plus is the great Ray Ferraro. And he joins us here on the K-Show. It's Don LeGrec and Dan Grasso. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm just uh, coming through the tunnel here. Things really flow along here, right? Well, you get to a certain point of the holidays where nobody wants to go into the city. So uh, it, it, it depends on where <laughs> you are right now because there's times it's a parking lot and times you fly through. But... Uh, that's well, cool, man. I would say we're not flying through. I would say we're not flying through. Okay, so you're definitely at that stage of the holiday season. <laughs> Trudging. You'll yeah. get there, man. you got plenty of time. But uh, this is the second game you guys right. are doing involving the Edmonton Oilers. I remember, Ray, there was a time it's like, oh, well, nobody wants to put Canadian teams on national television. But I guess you get Connor McDavid, and it becomes a, a sexy team to put on uh, to put on the airwaves. 100%. I mean, uh, the, the the Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs have Austin Matthews, the Oilers have McDavid, and it's it's becoming slowly, maybe maybe perhaps the way it should be, is that things are being marketed more around individuals than teams for forever. It's been teams only, and you know, front of the crest, the crest on the front's more important than the name on the back. That's not the way marketing's done anymore, and so there is a a great want. To see Connor McDavid, he's the best player in the game, and uh, and by a considerable margin. And when Austin Matthews plays, there's a lot of people that want to watch him play. And so I, you know, we're in even just the two and a half years of uh, you know of us having the hockey back at ESPN, the 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 view of individual versus team is is changing because of the guys that I just mentioned in particular. How about this Devils team that you're going to be seeing tonight as well, Ray? I mean, we know about the firepower they have with Jack Hughes and Heischer and Brad. And, you know, they were one of the favorites going into this season to be in contention for that cup. But it just hasn't come together yet, and injuries have been a part of it. And I guess you look at their biggest liability, it would be goaltending. Do you think that's something they need to address if they want to indeed be a contender? Yeah, I think for these two teams tonight, they're they're both kind of looking in a mirror. Um Edmonton's got the 31st-rated goaltending, which would be fine if there were 70 teams, but there's 32, and the Devils have 30th. Like, they're two of the three worst goaltending by same percentage in the league. And both both these teams, I think, uh, would have been considered preseason favorites to, to get deep into the playoffs, and for many reasons, but in large part, they've become undone by their goaltending. And you just... Guys, you don't you don't need the best goaltending. You just can't have the worst. And the worst team is Carolina. And so these are all three of these teams. It's it's kind of crazy this year, but all three of these teams are examples of of excellent teams, really good, strong teams, teams that people thought would contend that 
are hanging on for their lives here because they can't get anybody to mm-hmm. stop the puck on a consistent basis. See, the other problem, and Dan alluded it to, is how they play defensively. They lose Graves and Severson during the offseason, but now may have to play the entire season without Dougie Hamilton. So if you've got a choice between the two, what do you think is the bigger need, a defenseman or a goaltender? Uh, I, I think for, for the Devils, it's a goaltender. Um, be, because I I think they're – well, there's no question – uh, of the skaters, the hardest position to adjust to in the NHL is a defenseman. And so the Devils got a 21 and a 20-year-old in, in Luke Hughes and, and Simone Nemitz, and they're both going to be excellent players. Like, these are these are cornerstone players, but they're just learning the league. And I think once once they get 30 to 40 games beneath them, um, they start to, the game starts to slow down a little bit. For them, I, I think those two, for example, will be better later in the year. I, I don't know that the goaltending can save itself. Um, they, they took a swing a couple of years ago with, with Vitek Vanacek, and, and I, don't, I don't think many people thought it was a, a terrible choice by Tom Fitzgerald. Um, he had a really good year last year, came apart in the playoffs, and the save percentage is way down this year. And now you get a guy in Akira Schmidt who's so young and so inexperienced, there's nobody to lean on. And, you know, to look around, you can even pick another team around the league in Buffalo, and it's the same thing. they got three young guys. There's nobody to lean on. And so if I were, if I were to guess, I would think the Devils would, would lean more to, um, to a goaltender than, than a defenseman. Ray Farrar joining us here, talking a little hockey. He'll be on the call tonight for the Devils and the Oilers out at the Prudential Center. How about the Rangers, Ray? I mean, sitting there right now with the best record in the Eastern Conference and Peter Laviolette clearly having his impact on this hockey team. Are you surprised how sudden it's been to the, with getting these immediate results like you've seen with this club this year? Uh, I am, for sure, uh, for, for a couple of reasons. If you take two top nine forwards and Filipino and Capococco out of the lineup for much of the season, there's got to be some negative impact, except there doesn't seem to be. Um, I, I didn't think, I did not think, and I'm not the only one I would say with great certainty that, that Jonathan Quick had anything left in the tank. The way the year finished for him last year uh, in Vegas, he, I don't know, he just looked a half a second behind everything. Mm-hmm. And for a goalie, that's Right, like that's the death knell, and yet he's what is he eight zero and one right now? He's been fabulous behind Shesterkin, and here, here's the thing: your goal, your backup goalie, he's not just a guy that goes in the net and fills in once in a while. You need points when he's in there, and so you know, if, what is he? You know, sixteen out of eighteen points, or seventeen out of eighteen points he's got when he's in the net. It's a remarkable thing. The power play has always been, you know. Uh, to me, one of the best. I mean, they, they move the puck. They've got shooters in all the right positions. You know, Panarin and Fox are, you know, can thread needles all over the place. I I felt like there would be a tightening in their game uh, under Laviolette, like they would play a little bit tighter style. I just, I just didn't see it being as quick or as effective as it's been so far. Now, do you think that they rely too much on their power play? Because the five-on-five numbers are not where they should be. Well, I, I think that's where the top nine forwards being out hurts you, mm-hmm. um, because you're you have guys that are pushed into those five on five minutes, 
um, that really shouldn't be playing the number of minutes that they do. The power play, whether everybody's healthy or not, is going to be the same, right? It's going to be those same five guys for the most part. So, sure, they, the numbers are skewed heavily um, towards the power play, and, and it's a dangerous formula because the, once the playoffs roll around, it, it's not like it used to be that there were way less penalties called, but what does happen is you play the same penalty-killing group for a seven-game series. They don't have to kill penalties from five different teams. They kill penalties from one team. They video break down. They take away your options the best they can. But it's the same thing over and over again. And for familiarity, defense probably wins. So I would say at one point, if if Heedle's not going to be back, um, and you know you get into a certainly a gray area with somebody with with the injury that he has. Uh, is he going to be back? When can he be back? What effectiveness is he going to be um, post, you know, post concussion recovery? Um, if he can't be back by the deadline, you know, you would see. Uh, I think almost certainly the Rangers be able to make a bigger move because they'd be able to afford it. Are there one of these other teams, Ray, whether it be in the Metropolitan Division or just in the Eastern Conference in general, that maybe we're not talking about that you could see emerging as a legitimate threat to maybe make a Stanley Cup final this year? Well, first off, with the Metro, I mean, it's a, it's a quagmire. I mean, like every, every, every time you turn around, somebody's leapfrogging, some, leapfrogging somebody else in the standings. I, I mean, I certainly didn't see Philadelphia being up where they were or where they are in like I I just didn't see it you know for them to be eight games over 500 is is pretty remarkable I I do think Carolina is really good there'll be another team that's poking around trying to find a goalie here and now we get past the Christmas freeze once you get into January like I I wouldn't run away from from Carolina yet um See, like I look at the other division guys, and, and so I guess I'm having a hard time saying who really is a favorite because I don't really believe the Bruins' success right now. Um, their goaltending's been amazing, but is that going to be able to carry them through a, a playoff run? Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know how their center ice position holds up. Toronto's got the, the same problems they've always got. You know, can they defend well enough? Will they get a Will they get any kind of goaltending? Florida, it, they look like they're completely worn out from last year, from that run. So when I look at the Atlantic and I don't see it. So I, I think the Rangers are really, they're as good as anybody mm. in, in the East. They really are. And if they're the team that emerges into the Eastern Conference Final, I wouldn't be surprised at all. How do you feel about the Islanders? They're hot right now. Do you think it's sustainable? Um, hmm. see the the one thing they have that other teams don't is they have two guys that can play goal hmm. and there, there's been a long stretch of time where they were getting outshot like crazy and it didn't seem to matter uh, a couple of things will will help the Islanders I, I do think the Islanders are more of a problem than they've been over the last couple of years because they can score um they can get up the ice a little differently. Uh, you know, Brock Nelson's probably is, he's in that group of underrated players in the league. The last couple of years, he's 35 plus goals. 
Bo Horvat's a really good addition because him and Barzell played well together. Noah Dobson's emerged, it, to me, is a he's like a budding star. He's going to be in that young group of 25 and under defensemen that you talk about as among the best in the league. Uh, where the Islanders are short right now, and I, I mean, it leaks all over their game, is you know they're missing three of their defensemen. You take three top six defensemen out of anybody's lineup, and you're kind of hanging on by your fingernails at times. So if they can get Mayfield and Pellick and Pulak back, that changes the defensive side of the game for them. Uh, I think they're a problem. Is it sustainable? To I think they're a playoff team. Hmm. But to what level? I I just find it really hard to determine that with 40 games left because health and trades and goaltending will matter greatly as you get towards the March deadline. It was a fait accompli, it seemed like, Ray, that Ovechkin was ultimately going to track down Wayne Gretzky and get that goal-scoring record, but he's sitting there with five goals this year. He's on pace to score 15. You think this is a blip, or do you think that ultimately he'll start looking like the Ovechkin that we've seen pretty much throughout his whole career? I, You know, it, the old saying is father time is undefeated. I've done a couple of games, uh, Caps games, so you know, I'm standing between the benches and it's it's really noteworthy to me about um, the difference in getting around the ice from last year to this year for him. Um, Larry Murphy, the Hall of Fame defenseman in Detroit, had this great line. He said he knew it was time to retire because it was always two strides from the face-off dot to the corner boards for him. Then he saw himself on video at the start of one year, and it was four strides. And he went, uh-oh, time to go. And I, I think there's a lack of mobility that really hurts Ovechkin. Um, teams now are able to penalty kill a certain way that, you know, he's not going to stand there and shoot that one-timer anymore like, like he used to. They're more contested. And their power play is, is the worst in the league or among the worst couple in the league now. And so no Nick Backstrom, um, you know, Mike, or um, uh, John Carlson was – was injured and is you know hasn't really returned to form yet. They don't have T.J. Oshie, so the the power play becomes really pedestrian, and all of that stuff adds up to goals are not going to come as easy for Ovi as they have. Um, I don't think he's a 15 goal scorer, but mm. I don't think this is the middle of next year either. And meanwhile, his rival, Sidney Crosby, continues to thrive, but the Penguins don't, Ray. They double down bringing uh, Malkin and Latang back. They go out and get Carlson during the offseason. It, do- it doesn't seem to be working. What direction are the Penguins going? Is Dumas going to break it up, or is he going to continue, as long as Sidney Crosby's healthy and playing well, continue to double down on trying to get him another cup? Why, well, I, I think... You don't really have a choice. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna rebuild around a 36 year old, by the time your team is better, the 36 year old's 39, and it, you know it just doesn't work that way. Uh, when they decided to bring Malkin and and Tang back, give them full no trade clauses, so they they determine whether they move anywhere. The team doesn't; they do. Um, the die is cast. So they have to try and figure out how to make that team better around them. Um, the Carlson really didn't cost them that much, but the contract's pretty prohibitive 
right. uh, if they were thinking of changing gears, right? So I, I, I am surprised a little bit that they've they've not been able to find a, another gear. But here, here's the thing, and, and we know if you know if people watch hockey long enough, they realize it's it's not basketball. One guy can't impact the game as much as he can in basketball. It's not a pitcher in baseball. You know, Sid is having an amazing year. And, you know, the most he plays is 18, 19 minutes a game. I mean, somebody else is out there. And in, in a lot of cases, you know, one guy can only do so much. Would it ever come down to, because he's so competitive, right, that if he sees it's not working there, would, would, would he ever ask to move on? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, you'd you'd have to ask him. How would he, how you know? We can all speculate to that, and we can all speculate to different places that he would look really great um, in tandem with another player. But it, it would be really hard. It would be his decision, right? right? It wouldn't be the Penguins, right? And um, you know, could it be something like happens with Ray Bork or that happened with Ray Bork right around the the 99-2000 Cup. I, I guess, theoretically, but, you know, that would be, as much a star as Ray Bork was, um, and he was just an amazing player, could you imagine the, the shockwaves of that going through Pittsburgh and like if Crosby ever were to decide to, to go somewhere else? Well, it would be like Gretzky leaving Edmonton, right? I mean, just it, it would be something you couldn't wrap your mind around. It just uh, just doesn't. It, he's such a great player. You'd love to see him to have a chance to compete for a cup again. ESPN Plus tonight, Oilers and the Devils. It's great to have hockey back with us here at ESPN. It's great to have Chicken Parm back as well. Thanks, man. Let's do this again. Uh, a lot too. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, right, Ray. That's, that's Ray Ferraro working with Steve Levy tonight. It's an interesting question because if you look at the great players in the history of this sport, you know, Gretzky didn't finish his career in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see guys sometimes move on to other places. The, the great players. He mentioned Ray Bork finishing his career in Colorado. Uh, yeah, there's a few that never left. Yeah, Eisenman never left Detroit. But, uh, you know, Phil Esposito moved on. It, it, it's not that crazy a thought, but continuing to double down to try to get him a cup is it, they're not making the playoffs they're not they're not bottoming out either so you're not in contention to get the best picks there are um you just wonder as competitive as he is if he doesn't see it's happening there it's not in a hockey player's kind of mode to to demand a trade or ask out but you just wonder would it would it be something he would consider wanting to do? It's it, it's hard to say, and you know that's why I asked about the division because as he pointed out, and I mean people that follow the game like that division right now is such a logjam, and I know it's still only thirty games, and a lot still has to sort itself out. But will it? Like, will there be well, separation with those teams in the Metro, or are they all just going to be logged together like I, the uh, NFC South, if you will? I, I get what you're saying, but I still think the Rangers are clearly the best team. Like, Philadelphia is a surprise. Islanders had to go on this amazing toot just to get to second and third place. Carolina's goaltending is a mess. You know, Ajo's been you know banged up. Uh, Svechnikov just came back. You know, Columbus is not very good. New Jersey, they've got a bunch of things they've got to do to get back into contention. But when I look at the team that's been the most consistent, 
the team that doesn't need as much, I think it's the Rangers. So I think it's the Rangers' division to win. Now, the conference is another story because I, even though I don't buy into Boston either, this is still a second year in the regular season where they've been dominant. Toronto still has a tremendous amount of firepower. Tampa is eventually going to figure it out now that Vasilevsky is back. But as far as the Metropolitan Division is concerned, Dan, I think it's the Rangers and everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you so far, but it is going to be funny, you know, the rest of the trickle down and how it's going to be, right? I mean, if it's going to be fun as a hockey fan just trying to see those teams battling it out for playoff spots as we get closer to March and April there. But I agree. I mean, barring any rash of injuries, it's the Rangers division yeah. to lose right now. And when you talk about rash of injuries, they've already had to play a ton without Heedle, without Kako. Fox missed 10 games. You know, So they've gotten through these injuries, So that, which makes me even more confident that this team is going to be able to win this division. Now, what they do in the playoffs, you know, it's a crapshoot in the NHL for sure. I want to go to this caller, uh, Tyree in New Jersey. I want to squeeze you in here on ESPN New York. What's up, Tyree? Can you hear me? Oh, What's sure. up, Tyree? How's it going, d d What's up? Oh, baby. Listen, Don, you're funny, you're funny, you're funny. <laughs> no one picked up No one picked up on, on, on your little joke you made on Monday about the cookies with the mascots. Oh, yeah. Anthony Pusick did. And I appreciate, you know, listen, I I appreciate that you got it. We can't expound anymore, but I do appreciate that you got it. Now, that was the toast. It wasn't cookies, right? Nah, he said, said, because somebody said something about cookie mascot, and Don said, why would I eat the cookie and I ain't even meet him? (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping he wouldn't repeat it, but Tyree, thank you very much for noticing. I I, I put an effort in. Um, Listen, it's uh, just something that I said. I try to get him in whenever I can. That's called comedic timing right there. Listen, I I do appreciate that he appreciates it. Um, Yes is still gone, so we're television, we're radio only here. So more of your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Some rule changes in baseball. Mm. Uh, Doesn't do it for you? No, it doesn't do anything for me, but we'll talk about it because it does. The the people that it does it for, it's, it's done. So we'll, we'll go over that. Steve Peichel is going to join us coming up before the hour is over as well. Another ENN with the great Anthony Pusick at 6 o'clock, and it will be a televised vehicle, and it's all happening right now only exclusively on 98.7 ESPN New York. Now, BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the New York Jets and your number one app for football season. Get ready for kickoff by locking in your same-game parlay with your favorite Jet player props and checking out the exclusive signature bets for the game. BetMGM has all the action you need on Sunday and every other day of the week. No matter what your favorite sport is, with app upgrades that make betting faster and easier than ever, the best loyalty program in sports betting, and special offers from Jet fans all season. And long. So it's no wonder why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. If you love football, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the app today and make your best make it your best season yet. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Jess is back with us. This is a good one. This is the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is this the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version? There you go. See, Jacob, give me a thumbs up. Because that guitar gave it away there. Yeah. By the way. Yes. Football game tonight, right? Yeah. That we talked about, Saints-Rams. You know who's going to be in attendance at said football game? Um, Are they... Is Otani going to be there? Yes. You know who else is going to be there with Otani? You know who his plus one is? No. Somebody um, by the name of... Drew Doughty. Yoshi Yamamoto. Uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Holy crap. Where is that, Anthony? It's not even on the damn wall. I was going to so play it. It's close. Yeah, they know each other. And by the way, so they posted a picture. Um, who had the Who had the thing, Jacob? I, I even missed uh, who tweeted it out or whatever. But as Jacob pointed out, uh, Otani looks jacked in the picture. Really? Yeah. Like the the gun show is out. Well, you talking baseball. Our friends are talking baseball. The gun show out. on hitting this year, right? Because he doesn't have to worry about pitching. Muscle Beach. Like, he's already acclimating himself. Well, even now though he was look, in Orange County. Now, we, 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 Michael always makes fun of this. Well, uh, Manning's going to go to the Dolphins because he's got a house in Miami. But let's, let's, uh, let's talk this out here. Yo, so, Cash, what up? It's Yamamoto. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're together. They're friendly. Friendly enough to go sit down and partake in a football game on a Thursday. The thing that would worry me if I'm a Met or Yankee fan about not getting Yamamoto and the Dodgers getting him is the Dodgers obviously had that yo-yo contract with um, Otani for a reason. They they want to be able to have the flexibility to sign players. And I would think that they did it to try to get Yamamoto, right? That's the that's the other big gun to go get. It. There's, there's going to be other free agents. And believe me, he's only going to make, what, $2 million a year over the next, you know, decade or He's whatever. He's going to have to struggle. So, yeah. there's, there's plenty of other opportunities to get other free agents in other years, but for this year, with the greatest player in baseball making $2 million a year, that's to benefit them to be able to use that money to avoid the luxury tax. 
So and the threshold and all that, all the goofy baseball stuff that that, that you can't have a salary cap. So you have all this other stuff. You would think that that was to get Yamamoto. Now that doesn't mean they're going to get him, but that's obviously they want them. They they want him. They've got the money. They've got the room. And now you're going to see, you know, him hanging out with Otani. That's just going to spark the, the the flame of oh, he's going to go to the Dodgers. But apparently nothing's going to happen until after Christmas anyway. But guess what? The Christmas is coming. It's Monday. Today's Thursday. So it's it's around the corner. So do, is it just one of those things, or, or would you think the Dodgers well, I was gonna are ask the you, favorites right now because I, w- of this? Would it be an upset? How about we term it that way? Do you think it would be an upset if Ota- um, Otani, if Yamamoto signs with a team other than the Dodgers at this point? No, not if it's the Yankees. If it was the Mets, it would be an upset. It's funny. They're the richest team, too, yet. That would be but, that would be considered the upset. But I don't want to buy into the yo-yo stuff of the Mets aren't important. We had that conversation. But if you are going to come all the way to the East Coast, are you going to do it for a team that's ready right now, or a team that's gone public and said, "Well, we're we're, we're not going to be going for a championship in twenty twenty four. Haven't won a championship since eighty six. You know, doesn't have the prestige the Yankees have. I get I get all that." I think the Yankees are a disadvantage because of their location. It's it's halfway across the world. LA's a little closer. You've got the greatest baseball player in the world playing for the Dodgers already. Um, the Dodgers would be the favorite, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be slack jawed if the Yankees got them. Mm-hmm. I would be if the Mets did. Well, because like the Mets are competing with a team in their own city. And a team that has certainly more prestige and, and, and the greater tradition yeah. and all those things, regardless of the economics. I mean, the Yankees can play ball economically if they choose to, but in terms of accomplishments on the field, yeah, the Mets are a third when we're talking about yeah. those three teams. Now, if I were to find out, if somebody were to whisper in my ear, Don, he's going for the money. All he cares about is getting paid. Well, then I would move the Mets up and say there's a real chance because maybe Cohen would break the bank. Because as you said, as rich as the Dodgers and Yankees are, they're not as rich as Steve Cohen. Now he can but do whatever he wants. I don't know. Well, and and then the, the, there's a little piece of me yeah. that I mentioned this yesterday. There's no resume here in the States. We, we don't know what kind of guy this is going to be. Right? We don't know how good a pitcher he's going to be. Everybody says it's lights out, can't miss. Okay, let's see. Now, Senga looked like he worked. It took a while for him to get going, but he finished seventh in the Cy Young. Looked like the Mets got it right with him. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you're going to be paying him. You're going to want better than Senga with the money he's going to end up making. So it does get to a point where if the Mets win him out because of the money, that you'll look at the money and go, ah, it's, I'm happy we have him, but that's an awful lot of money. Well, and the thing we don't know either is we hear all these reports and these rumblings just about the association with the Japanese player how much they're tied to other Japanese players. Like, is that a good thing that they want to play with their fellow countrymen? Or is it like a sign of disrespect where you team up with another Japanese player? So if that's the case, you got Otani on the Dodgers. You got, um, you know, a place where Matsui made his name with the Yankees when he came over here. And and Yamamoto was a big Matsui fan. Senga's with the Mets. Like, I, I don't know what to believe because we've heard both sides of the story. And he himself hasn't spoken. Now, let me just say this. And it's just me talking. I can't get inside the guy's head. Everybody's different. But if just relate it to we what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. I love doing shows in New York. I'm, I'm from this area. And let's say there was bigger and better money to be made in sports radio in Japan. All right? Mm-hmm. 
Now, what would be the driving force for me to go? If I decided I'm going to go to Japan, but I'm not sure what radio station I'm going to go join. Would it be that there have been other great sportscasters that have gone to Japan at a certain radio station that aren't there anymore, but there's a, a lineage of great New York broadcasters that have gone to Japan and killed it there and did a great job and then moved on and retired? Would that be a driving force? Or other American New York announcers at a radio station? For me, if I'm going to go to Japan, a place I've never been, do not speak the language, do not understand or know the culture well, I'm going to want to go where there's some familiar faces, people that maybe I know or have worked with or at least know me or that we speak the same language and we're from the same place. That would drive more than, oh, if you told me that, um, oh, this person or that person used to work at that station, that wouldn't do anything for me. What would do for me is, can I, can I go out there and, and, and have colleagues that are similar to me? That would drive me more so than the legacy. Yeah, a little different. You know, certainly because we're not playing baseball and all those other things to where you could go out there and do your own thing. But I mean, like radio, you're kind of contingent upon other people also factoring into the equation. But if you walk equation. in a room, Dan, yeah. don't you feel more comfortable in that room if there's a few people that you know as opposed to not knowing anyone? I guess. I mean, and it's also like culture shock too, right? I mean, when you're moving halfway around the world. It would be so hard. I don't know if I'd be able to There's no it. way. It, There's no be, way. It'd be so very difficult to... Well, just imagine, let's say you were a, an athlete, right? Let's say you were a baseball player, and for all your life you played here, but then things didn't work out a certain way, so you had to continue your career and go play in Japan because they were offering you more money than, let's say, anybody here in the United States was. People do it, but I'm sure that there's an adjustment period, and it's not easy. On the field, off the field. I, honestly, I don't know, if, just the type of person I am, if I could be able to mm. handle that. Now, this portion of the show brought to you by the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors Association, adding a little color to the Big Apple. Coming to Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle for incredible offers and exceptional service. Now through January 2nd, do not miss great offers like two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and new lease and finance incentives on 2023 E-classes and 2024 GLEs. Large selection of new and pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery and special lease incentives available on all electric cars, including a $7,500 lease bonus and new at-home or at-work mobile service is available to local customers. Let them come to you for many routine service items. Call to schedule, stop by their showroom, or visit them online at mbnewrochelle.com. Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You know, a real cool story in college basketball is the Rutgers. The recruiting class is incredible, and Steve Peichel is a major reason for that. And he's the head basketball coach at Rutgers, and he joins us here on the Michael K. Show. It's Don LaGreca, and I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Dan Grassa. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And, Dan, it's good to see you. Coach, always a pleasure, my friend. And congratulations on the big score, of course, with Dylan Harper and that recruiting class. And you know this. I mean, you and I have talked many times. For somebody who grew up as a fan of the program, went to school there, to see the college basketball national recruiting rankings, Duke, Kentucky, and Rutgers all in the same sentence there. I'll tell you, myself and a lot of alums, a lot of, a lot of pride in what you've been able to accomplish here. Well, I, I tell you what, it, it really is. A, it's a credit to this great, it's a great university. And uh, we're the 15th ranked public university in the country right now. So academically, there's no better place. And just great people here at the school. And, and we play in a terrific league, obviously. And selling out every game certainly helps in the recruiting process. And, you know, and I'm blessed to have great assistant coaches. But, um, you know, we get some talented players coming into the program and, like to think we have talented players right now in the program. So um, excited about this year and, and certainly excited about the future. Uh, but it, all the credit goes to a great university with some, you know, great people uh, that surround our program. You know, and I, I live in the neighborhood, uh, Coach, so I, I know it's a, it's a great neighborhood. It's a great school. It's a great conference. There's a lot that you can sell when you're in somebody's living room recruiting an athlete. What, what are some of the other things that you sell them about Rutgers? Well, I tell you, you know, I have two kids currently that go. One is getting her master's uh, at Rutgers, and, and she's going to finish up here in a couple of weeks. And my son is a senior here. So not, not only do I try to get their kids to come here, my own kids who could have went to a lot of places come here. And um, there's great people here, and there's a great energy on this campus. We have tremendous leadership for the president. Um, you know, Pat Hobbs, our great athletic director. So you got great leadership. Um, you know, I, I always say to people, if it was a stock, you need to buy it now because Rutgers is really doing unbelievable things in the academic world and, and, and sports. I mean, the job Coach Shiano's done, you know, with our football pl- program playing in the pinstripe bowl and our wrestling program, you know, sells out, you know, Jersey Mike's Arena, our basketball teams, our soccer teams have been to Final Fours, our men's lacrosse team, Final Four last year. Um, just just really some great times here at the university and, and uh, just blessed to be a part of it and, and, and thankful that people come out and support us. And if you want to go see Rutgers play basketball, Saturday might be one of your better opportunities if you are in the area because Rutgers is going to be playing Mississippi State at the Prudential Center in Newark. So go to Ticketmaster to buy tickets for the Gotham Classic this weekend as Rutgers takes on Mississippi State at the Prue Center in Newark because this is your last chance to buy tickets to catch Rutgers for tickets not on the secondary market because all games are sold out at Jersey Mike's Arena this season. Go to SeatGeek, the official ticketing partner of Rutgers Athletics, to buy tickets for all remaining home games at Jersey Mike's Arena. I think it's a credit to you, Coach, the administration, the players, everybody involved with the program. And winning is also the help. what helps this, but the home court advantage that you have cultivated at Jersey Mike's Arena. It is a place that opposing teams don't want to play. It's one of the best atmospheres in college basketball. That's also something that you could sell to recruits because that is a home court advantage. I mean, it's really become an unbelievable. The environment's 
fantastic and our students really show up and make it a loud environment and a tough place to play you know you know we got a lot to really brag about we've graduated every player since i've been here every kid has graduated a lot of them have gone on and got their master's degree and then you know caleb mcconnell's in the nba you know ron harper was with the toronto raptors um, you know, Cliff will be next on that list. He led the nation in dunks last year. I think he's second right now in block shots. And, you know, we continue to, you know, graduate guys and, 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 and produce great, you know, pros and guys that go on and sign contracts to keep playing basketball. So there's a lot of advantages, you know, coming here and, and it's the biggest media market as, as right. you guys know in the country and, and playing in this league challenges you, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Purdue's. You know, every night. So you see some great, great basketball. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Prudential Center because that is the last time, you know, you could see us play. You know, Jersey Mike's does not have a seat available. So hopefully our fans will get a chance, you know, before Christmas to come out. Mississippi State is excellent. Really good basketball team was ranked in the top 25 earlier in the year. They're nine and two right now. So we, we need we need Rutgers Nation to show up uh, in Newark. Uh, Jermichael Davis has been such a great story for you. Tell us more about him. First of all, like great family, a worker, you know, he's one of my old fashioned kind of, you know, he's in the gym all the time. He loves basketball. Um, he's the current, you know, leader in the country as freshman in assist to turnover ratio. So it's a great stat as a freshman to get a lot of assists and not turn the ball over. And, and to do that in his first year has been really just amazing. But, you know, blue collar, tough kid, um, plays with a little chip on his shoulder, fast as could be. So I'm blessed he and Gavin Griffiths, two, two freshmen that we have that, you know, have really produced, at, you know, at a high level for young players. You mentioned Gavin Griffiths, coach, and he was, you know, before this class for 2024, he was your highest rated recruit. And he's done a nice job here trying to get acclimated to the college game and to the Big Ten. What about his progress so far here making that transition from high school to now Big Ten basketball? He's really done a really good job. He's learned a lot in his first, you know, 10 games. Um, he's improved his defense tremendously. You know, he's instant offense for us right now. You know, off the bench, he was starting earlier. Now we have Mawat Mag back, you know, in, in the lineup, which we're very thankful for. But Gavin's going to be a fantastic player. And he's another guy. He's in the gym all the time, comes from a great family. And uh, his best days are ahead of him. What are some of the things you like to see your team improve on as you go down the stretch of the season here? You know, we've really been harping on a, a few things like, you know, health is a big part of it and how they eat and how they sleep and all those kind of things um, plays a big role. I've been disappointed with our rebounding, quite honestly. You know, it hasn't been up to our standards. Um, it's been better lately. You know, obviously a guy like Moat Mag, who's one of the better rebounders on our team, helps us now that he's healthy. Um, we're getting another big guy. Um back playing very shortly here emmanuel ogbo who's um seven feet he's about 280 pounds he'll help us too in that area but um you know we've had to really focus on that we've got a lot of new pieces too so we're kind of figuring out you know the rotation and and those kind of things but rebounding really has been a thing we've really harped on and we got to do a better job of, of taking care of the backboards and um that'll go a long way especially here in this mississippi state game too Coach Steve Peichel of Rutgers joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. And, you know, you were nice enough to have me up there at practice and hang out in your office over the summer. And when we were talking about the team, you said you think or you thought that you guys were going to be better this year with the with the incoming players that you had. And there's a tremendous amount of transition now in college sports from one year to the next with the transfer portal, everybody moving around here. And it's taken some time, but 
11 games in, 10 games into the season. Where do you think you guys are now in terms of incorporating all the new faces into playing how you would like to play? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think for everyone, it's a huge challenge. I mean, we're seven and three, and we had some games we didn't play as well as I would like. But I'm also learning that other teams are, you know, really good too, and they're old. You know, we played an Illinois team with a lot of, you know, veteran guys and, you know, we played a really good Princeton team to start the season, and I feel better 10 games later if we played them now. I think, you know, we would be in a lot better place, too. So it's always when you play teams and who you play at the time. But we learned a lot of lessons from the different games. We've shored up. We were turning the ball over a lot. Now we're now we're not. I think our defense is getting better in a lot of areas. I think our offense is also starting to kick in a little bit. So, um, you know, it's it's always a journey with the seasons. I like the journey. Everyone thinks you can go undefeated. I think there's only a couple teams in the country that are undefeated, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams like seven and three and, and and like we are have a chance to have a really good year and have a lot of season left to do that. You know, Steve, I'm born and raised in New Jersey, so I've got a lot of pride in this state. And, and there's so much talk about you know Pennsylvania basketball and and what those those schools have done in in the state of Pennsylvania, certainly New York, but you you think of New Jersey, the way Seton Hall's playing now, St. Peter's runs a couple of years ago, what you guys have been able to accomplish. I mean, there's so much good basketball here in the state of New Jersey. I mean, it really is a really good coaches, too fantastic. I mean, FDU makes a run last year in the the tournament. You know, St. Pete's the job that Shaw's doing at, at Seton Hall. And then you got great coaches at Monmouth and at Ryder and obviously Princeton. You know, they're good every year. They were Sweet 16 team last year. So you have a lot of really good coaches, a lot of really good rivalries. A lot of coaches come into our area and try to steal our, our recruits too. And, and uh, um, you know, college basketball, very healthy in New Jersey. And I'm thankful that Rutgers is a big part of that. And Seton Hall actually did you guys a favor last night, Coach. They had a great win upsetting UConn at the Prudential Center, but you beat Seton Hall a couple of weeks ago, so that only looks better for your resume moving forward with Seton Hall getting a big win like that. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. They played great, and I think, you know, University of Connecticut is awesome. You know, I went to school there, and the job Danny Hurley's done there is fantastic. And, you know, but Shaw's team is good. They went to, you know, Missouri and won. Um, you know, I never get caught up in wins and quadrants and all that. There's there's so many analytics now, you know, like, you know, there's 14 different analytics. I get dizzy reading about them all. And, you know, you just got to win enough games and be NCAA worthy. And, you know, we we won every metric last year that you can imagine. They picked one out that, they, you know, people didn't love, but there were 13 other great ones. You know, you got to be good enough to get in that tournament and, you know, all the rest of this is you, you don't know who's going to win or lose on a given night. You don't know how you're going to be mm-hmm. on a given night. You're still dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-old, you know, kids. So you try to get them ready for all the obstacles ahead and, um, you, you know, you do the best that you can with them. And, and you're excited about the journey that the season usually takes you on. Real quick, Coach, I was just going to ask you, you know, you mentioned last season in the snub for the NCAA tournament, one of the teams that did get one of those first four spots in one of the final at-large, you're going to be playing on Saturday in Mississippi State. Is that a message you convey to your guys going into this game here on Saturday afternoon? I mean, you know, we don't talk really, to be honest, a lot about last year, different team, different, you know, circumstances. and and uh, But we did talk about Mississippi State being very good and being a lock for the NCAA tournament this year. So, um, you know, they have some really good players and he, he does a fantastic job, you know, coaching. And, and so, you know, it'll be a real challenging game at a neutral site, you know, for us. 
Um, we wanted to be challenged in the, uh, you know, non-conference. And, and this team looks exactly like, you know, some of our teams in, in the Big Ten, big physical athletic basketball team. So this will help us as we prepare for, you know, league play. Well, Steve, good luck the rest of the way. And uh, we, we love having you. It's a, good to get to know you. And uh, go are you. Guys, I appreciate it. It's nice <laughs> you have me on. Happy holidays to you both. Yeah, Same to you, too. Coach. And get, get out to the rock. Check that game out, man, because you can't get uh, get get to the rack. You're not going to be able to see that, them, so. and Don, that's the truth. I mean, there ain't a seat to be had, believe me. And uh, I'll be there Saturday looking forward to it here, so hopefully you get a nice win. Now, this portion of the show brought to you by Bigelow Tea, who encourages you to grab a mug and tea proudly. And you know, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code K at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code K, K-A-Y, at checkout. I really enjoy an Omaha Steak at my house, me and my son, my wife. They love it. All the sides are great. Even the burgers are absolutely phenomenal. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code K, K-A-Y, at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.